It's time to go full speed ahead with Michael Kelly. We take you inside all the big sports stories at USF from the perspective of the man who oversees the program, Vice President of Athletics, Michael Kelly. Full speed ahead is presented by TGH. Here's your host, Derek Sharp. What a year it was in USF Athletics. This is our year-ending show with Michael Kelly. And, of course, full speed ahead, presented by TGH, Tampa General Hospital. Michael, anything happening? Everywhere I turn on campus these days, we'll talk more about it in detail. There seems to be something new and exciting. This is such a tremendous time at, at USF, and certainly uh, our athletic department playing a big role in that. But, uh, you know, all of our staff's c- cranking it out. We're trying to get better each and every day, and uh, it's been exciting. And any time, as, as you know, the... I mean, for our campus to and our university to establish AAU status, which came out uh, yes. a couple of uh, weeks ago to just kind of show the trajectory academically that this has been on to kind of put us amongst the elite prestigious institutions in the country uh, is obviously the main part of the mission of our university. And then to be able to kind of complement that with the momentum we've got with athletics and when you look back at the course of the year, it's exciting. It's been a great year, good time to reflect on it and get ready for the uh, next next year coming up next uh, next week in our mind. Impossible to put down a priority order. And if you guys are listening thinking, well, we're going to talk about, yes, we're going to talk about whatever it is you're thinking about. But I want, since you just mentioned it, to sort of get your reaction to what kind of a boost it gave, ironically, the athletics department when the AAU status is officially bestowed because it does affect you guys. Yeah, when we talk about one USF in the case of all three campuses, when we talk about Team USF in terms of uh, our athletic department and the way we extend to the community and to internally what a celebration it was to learn that we were going to be uh, entered into that AAU status. We already knew we were one of the preeminent institutions amongst the state of Florida uh, to be one of three in that mix a couple years ago. Actually, I remember that was announced the day that I got announced as athletic oh, wow. director here. So that was a big <laughs> moment then. And now just a couple years later to be able to reach AAU status to be one of only two uh, state you know, public universities to be in that in that high esteem, again, amongst the 3% uh, highest uh academic uh, institutions in, in the entire country. So it just shows what USF spirit has done, uh, and it gives you that much more uh, incentive and excitement to kind of continue to propel our, our, our excellence because obviously we've done a lot of things really, really well, and there's things that we need to build toward for the future to kind of uh, achieve that same uh, level of excellence that our academic institution has. Well, when it comes to outstanding performances on the courts and on the track and on the field, we'll get to all of that. But, again, this is kind of the year-end show, so we don't want to miss anything. And I think, you know, just here in this same office, thank you for letting us have the conference room yesterday, whether you knew it or not. I got to interview the new <laughs> beach, volley- beach volleyball coach. But, of course, uh, that's one of the two new sports. So even though it's going to be a couple of years before we see women's lacrosse and beach volleyball, what kind of uh, spirit has that given as far as an addition to the program? Well, again, since I've been here, it's been a, a great a great joy to uh, be a part of our existing programs. Uh, you know, we've won 14 conference championships over my time here, which is second most in the, in, in the conference. But to, to know and bring on two new sports like women's lacrosse, like beach volleyball, um, it's just exciting for the future. And just being able to observe, particularly in the case of lacrosse, to see them going through a whole year now of recruiting and recruiting at an extremely high level. We've gotten highly rated classes, certainly for the incoming freshmen, and now just today announced seven uh, incoming transfers as well that will join us this this August. Uh, some of them, uh, you know, already elite athletes. Uh, Sophia Chepinick from Clemson was an all-ACC uh, freshman performer, and she's going to come here and, and be able just to name one. Uh, so it's uh, it's really, really exciting, and I'm so excited about what uh, lacrosse is going to do for our, for our program. 
it does seem to me anytime I'm here that almost there you feel the presence of, of Mindy and, and the coaching staff and, the, and they're all over the place and they want to be involved. But it is amazing what they're doing because you're talking about a sport that's not going to be on the field officially for a few years and then it's going to be great when it happens. But you just mentioned someone who had an outstanding freshman season. They're getting young ladies who have exhausted their eligibility and are just going to have that one grad season, and they want to come here for that? Of course, the school helps, the yeah. academics help, but that says so much. Yeah, it says a lot for our institution, for our market that we live in in Tampa Bay, and, and it does talk to the energy of our coaching staff. G going beyond lacrosse, I just feel a great energy and an emphasis on recruiting from all of our, mm -hmm. of all of our coaches, and they had to, of course, but uh, when you see some of the things – Alex and Amir are going to are doing, which we'll talk about later. But it's just uh, it's just great to see that bull. U is getting out all over the place with the way these these sports are recruiting. And to your point on the AAU status, I mean, we were beating out these freshmen f uh, that are coming in for our lacrosse program for many Ivy League programs, major ACC programs that uh, again are academic elite institutions. Uh, we're right there with them now, and uh, and now to be able to complement and sprinkle it in with a brand new program that plays a high speed caliber of ball and. And, and, and be able to do it here in Tampa Bay is kind of the, the, the secret sauce. Even though it's several months away, I know they're going to play that exhibition slate. When will people actually be able to, do you know, uh, watch them play or watch them practice or anything? Watch yeah, them, I, think part watch of them exhibit? I think part of Mindy's plan is to kind of be able to create some open opportunities this okay. fall to be able to maybe be able to see practices, have clinics. We really need to teach uh, Bulls Nation and the uh, <laughs> uh, Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay community <laughs> just about, about uh, you know, lacrosse. It reminds me of when I was uh, early in my career when I was down in, Miami when the Florida Panthers were starting I was kind of an intern in that organization and they did a fantastic job of kind of introducing hockey 101 to the huh. masses just like Tampa Bay Lightning have done here and we need to do the same thing with lacrosse and they're gonna do a great job and then next spring they'll, they'll play a handful of games that we can at least uh, watch from an exhibition standpoint which will be exciting and then about a year from now is when we're gonna start to see the sand being filled on the beach volleyball court that is so exciting pre Piantadosa Lima just had a chance as I said to talk to her yesterday you could just feel the enthusiasm vibrating off of her. What a great hire. Congratulations. Oh, we're so pleased to bring her here. Such great energy, as you mentioned, a, uh, you know, accomplished athlete in her own right, an indoor volleyball as a collegiate athlete, a professional player for many, many years. It's well known, uh, cl close friends with some of the legends of the, of the sport. And, and now with her running a premier club here in Tampa Bay, uh, be able to get those connections and those roots here. Uh, our future is very, very bright. And, uh, and beach volleyball along with, with, with Pri, so we're, we're, we're delighted about uh, about her and getting her uh, started. That's awesome. And we and to your point on what we'll do, this, this uh, fall she'll be on campus. She's already recruiting, obviously, similar to what Mindy and her crew have been doing the last year. Uh, we're starting the design work on our uh, facility uh, in terms of what we'll need for beach volleyball. Probably we'll start at the end of this calendar year, be able to have that ready for next summer. So when her first athletes show up next summer, we'll be able to do the same sort of things that lacrosse are going to do. So... Again, just just a great uh, planning by our staff, getting ready for for that, and and we being able to consult with Pre to get exactly what we want is great. Her office is located inside the Angling Center, similar to how our indoor beach, uh, indoor volleyball program is set up, and then the uh, locker room will be there in the corral as well. So it's going to be extremely convenient to have uh, the beach volleyball program basically be able to have their uh, outdoor um, competition venue right there next to the Yangling Center and then have all her uh, facilities inside of it. A pretty convenient spot for it. I can't wait to see it all flesh out. Uh, and we've been talking about a couple of new coaches, even though he's been here for a couple months now. And But just going back to the whole energy thing, and I'm loving the stuff that he's putting out on social media, Mayor Abdul-Rahim, the men's basketball coach, 
actually great to see a roster. And, boy, you could tell some of the players that have come from Kennesaw State to here with him, some of the ones that he's known in past, they all have this natural connection, something special. But in the few months, what have you noticed most about Coach Drury Haim? Well, like you mentioned, Pre, you got Amir, and then obviously you got Alex Golish. They all have one thing in common. They're they're all probably about the same age, all in their uh, either late 30s, early 40s. They mm -hmm. all have great, great energy. They all have amazing ways to connect with their players and and have the the real expertise on the modern era of college sports and in particularly of their sport. And uh, as you mentioned, Amir, uh, again, just he's put his whole roster together. He's put his whole staff together. They uh, they all buy into the uh, to the vision of what he's got in mind and. Uh, uh, you can. I love the way he's introducing the community to his student athletes with like daily videos that he's doing all on his own. Um, <laughs> he wants to embrace. He wants this community to embrace his program. Those that love basketball should feel free to come and touch base and be a part of our program as we as we grow it up to new levels. Excellent. So we go from new sports to new coaches to coaches that were new about six years ago and now uh, have obviously done a good job. I maintain that. Well, Romaine Beckford, who we'll get to, might be story number one, but right behind him, right underneath that bar, is what both women's golf and men's soccer did this year. Uh, and not coincidentally, I'm sure both of those uh, leaders, Erica Brandon and Bobby Uthorn, recently were extended. Two great coaches, uh, two folks that have developed great culture amongst not only their staff, but just a, a true uh, love of uh, and respect amongst their players uh, with each other and with their coaching staff. All great representatives of, of, of Team USF. Bob's team, uh, you know, our, our league is one of the best there is in, in college soccer. And to uh, be able to get all the way to the conference championship game last year, to be able to advance to the second round of the NCAA tournament last year is big time. Uh, we've got a lot of people coming back, a lot of newcomers that were excited about what this year is going to lead to ahead with some exciting games coming here to Corbett. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so I just like Bob's demeanor. I like Bob's uh, uh, approach and, and, and was delighted to be able to continue to have him uh, be here for our, for our foreseeable future. And same thing with Erica. I, I remember the first day I talked to her when I got the job. I called all those coaches the very first day. She told me exactly where they were standing at that point. I think it was like 160 or something like that. <laughs> and she told me that we're going to make this a top 50 program. Lo and behold, we have. We've made the NCAA tournament. And uh, it's exciting to work hand-in-hand -hand with her and, and Coach Stevens and continue to kind of the, the uprising, as they call it, to continue that trajectory. And it was great to see them continue that progress and to be able to get to the NCAA regional round. And as you've mentioned in recent reports, I mean, so close to even going on to the final round with the way they performed down in Palm Beach. So future's bright in both those sports, and I'm proud to have Bob and Eric as part of our Team USF culture. I had a chance to speak to both of them for my show uh, on USF Bulls Unlimited, and I'm not going to spill any names or anything like that, but Bob, first of all, they're playing, I can spill these names, Clemson and Indiana, back-to-back -back at home. Indiana made it to the championship game, lost 7-6 in penalty kicks, and it was not one of those things where he does some extraneous work at the Final Four and he happened to run into the Indiana coach. No, they sort of just naturally fit and it's amazing to bring them here. That's going to happen. But also, I get to look at his board. Like, we have this fancy board in here that you've written some of the topics on of his players, and they've got most everybody coming back, but there's so many new talented names that are coming in. That team is going to be amazing. And as you mentioned, the conference is one of the best in the country. We'll get more into the conference and the new look in just a little bit. Yeah, but oh. when you bring one of the best in the conference, and then you're like, you're right, our fans, bringing in Indiana and Clemson to, to complement what we already have with a great conference slate for our men's soccer program, 
lots lots to look forward to at Corbett Stadium this upcoming fall. And also, if you're so inclined, away from Corbett Soccer Stadium, when they start off the season at Washington and Seattle back to back, yeah, what, what sense of people going to want to make that trip? <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I bet you our, our broadcaster wants to do that. I'm sure. What? <laughs> I don't know about that. Yes, you're right. Uh, oh, let's see. What about national champs? We alluded to it. Let's uh, let's uh, start off with Mr. Romaine Beckford. Like you kind of said on social a couple weeks ago, just anytime you can run into a national champion, it's neat. You really don't take it for granted. Honestly, when he won the indoor national championship, I was so over the moon for him that there was almost this, it's strange to say it, but not expectation, but it would almost be a letdown just because you, you want him to win the outdoor thing. But it's hard to expect it. And yet he did it. It was one of the most, even though it's a quick moment, one of the most incredible moments that has ever been completed by a USF student-athlete. It absolutely is. And I know sometimes people can't always see the track meet and don't follow our track program as closely as they might like to. But, uh, uh, hey, this year-end podcast, you got to look back at some special accomplishments. And national championships are extremely rare, obviously. And, in fact, we hadn't had one in many, many, many years. And to have uh, him do it not only in indoor but in outdoor as well. Performing under clutch, uh, coming through when you need to, something to be very proud of for not only him, for our track program, but obviously for, for all of USF. That's just a huge, huge accomplishment. We're so proud of him. And then we kind of go a little bit further and just think about the year, and you got to reflect back and you think about our, our co-ed uh, cheer team winning uh, the national champs for the third straight year. Do you know, yeah, we all know how hard it is to win one, but to win it when you've got people gunning for you, uh, they were able to still uh, pursue, and they've, they've motivated their all-girl uh uh, comrades and, and for them to pull out a national championship this year as well so so many we're proud of them it's exciting and again we want to celebrate every great accomplishment amongst uh, our great bulls so in addition to just being awesome winning a national championship what Romaine Beckford did actually put the entire program over a certain other bar we'll explain and try not to do so many puns but I know you guys want to hear about it OCS all that goes into it but another favorite initial project, IPF. Michael has some great insight on that when it comes to the head coach and just how incredible the addition has been with that particular situation. But there are many improvements, like we hinted at earlier. Something happening every day, it seems like. Well, to tell that, haven't gotten to the recent announcement of the Hall of Fame class. So much happening, and we're covering it for you as we continue. We've got another 20 minutes or so of Bull Speed Ahead, Ahead, presented by Tampa General Hospital. Don't go anywhere. For almost two decades, Tampa General has been named one of the nation's best hospitals by U.S. News and World Report. This year in seven specialties, ear, nose, and throat, diabetes and endocrinology, gastroenterology and GI surgery, obstetrics and gynecology, orthopedic surgery, pulmonology and lung surgery, and rehabilitation. Tampa General Hospital. Other hospitals practice medicine. We define it. Bull Speed Ahead with Michael Kelly continues. Thanks for tuning in here. And we said going into the break, there were some initial projects to speak about. I know it's been up for a while since the end of the football season. And we all know how incredible it is just for the football program and how much it's going to mean down the road. But I don't know if people really truly know on a daily basis, practically, how much use the IPF gets. Yeah, I have to admit, it's even exceeded what I expected it to be to be used. I knew it was important for the operations of our whole department to make sure our, our uh, athletes could absolutely count on training in an efficient manner, and that's been proven to be true, certainly for football day in and day out, for uh, track to get in there when they need to. Obviously, the cross is used a lot. 
uh, everybody's using it for conditioning. I see, I see our strength and conditioning working with every sport in some form or fashion with, with, with kids in there. But what I really underestimated it for is just how much it's helped uh, spur our recruiting, particularly in the sport of football, to see what Alex and his staff have done to have so many camps, so many abilities for um, both uh, unofficials and official visits to kind of be able to use that facility, set it up nicely, have the parents and families and grandparents be very comfortable when they're here on campus. <laughs> and to be able to funnel through, I think it was a week or two ago, over 4,000 prospects uh, in, in, in one weekend. Uh, we didn't have the facilities to do that before. That makes a difference in recruiting. That makes a difference in exposure to even younger uh, people that want re that realize that USF's making a statement, that you realize USF has got that kind of commitment, and to see that kind of first-class venue in action has been extremely well uh, well performed by by Coach Golish and his staff. So, I just uh, I just can't stay enough about it. And you, we we talked about the new coaches, so let's get a little more insight on the new football coach because when you hire him, you're thinking mostly about on the field stuff and everything that goes into it. But uh, that side of him being able to organize with help that kind of major weekend has that even surpassed your expectations like you've seen things you didn't even it know about it has at, at, at his in introductory press conference we talked about how i felt he was an elite recruiter how he had a work ethic uh, unlike anyone i've uh, unlike few i've ever ever seen that's proven to be true mm -hmm. the guy uh, works non-stop we were able to listen to him and hear what he thought was needed as it relates to staffing so we bolstered up uh, the kind of recruiting staff that uh, he knows is needed to execute in this environment they've been doing a fantastic job uh, the social media elements that go hand in hand with that recruiting, the photography and the and the f photo sessions and all that that go with it. Everything's been done, as he likes to say, at an elite level. We need to kind of bolster everything that we do uh, to support him to be able to uh, turn this thing around. And and uh, he's he's certainly proving and I think gaining a lot of confidence not only of the people in this building but of Bulls Nation that see what's happening, see the kind of commitments we're getting, see the kind of people that at least are coming here and checking out USF to its fullest. Uh, that's 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 uh, what we've needed, and that's what's going to take. And again, it goes hand in hand. It needs not only that person that needs the staffing; it needs the the ability to not only uh, have administration that's willing to inject the dollars into it, and all the way up to the president law, but also just being able to for them to be able to showcase not just a hope of it happening or a yeah. promise, but to see it happening. Uh, I think it's just kind of hitting a lot of great momentum for him right now. So many staff that do so many things that people don't recognize. Actually, I, I'm guessing it might be related to football or just the whole department, but I almost tripped over some guy. <laughs> I got out of their way, but some people that were moving in what looked like a bunch of new weights. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it was a huge semi-truck that was uh, dropping off all these weights. So it seems like as we kind of transition into all the facilities, yeah. every day something's happening. That's a great segue. I mean, uh, I love that our facility staff kind of keeps putting the hashtag out for Facilities Friday just to showcase one other project we're doing this summer. I mean, we've done uh, everything from a new cage and situation down at the meadows for for our track program to a lot of new painting and a lot of new new things being built new turf being put in uh various facilities new and as you saw firsthand new new weights going into our, <laughs> our weight room we're putting new lights in the muma center we've got uh, new the weight room's been restructured at the muma center i mean just just literally there are dozens and dozens of, of uh events that are or excuse me facilities that are being improved as we speak in addition to the great ones we've been building or are planning to build and I saw Joey Mitchell, who's one of the guys that is in charge of a lot of the facilities and overseeing everything. Every week he puts up an update. And the last one involved all net, nothing but net. <laughs> That's right. But it, net. it was good. Just the net feature. Uh, if you go to the softball games, uh, y you have an extra little layer of protection there. So uh, it's just fantastic. And I love the way Bulls Nation kind of loves those details. Because sure. on some level, to be honest, I would say, um, 
who would really be interested in some of these things besides our student athletes. But when we put it out there, and Joey's kind of famous on his Twitter site for putting this facilities Fridays out there. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, you don't think about, well, netting last week for the lacrosse. Well, we put up special netting at Corbett for their games and practices. We had to put it up at track because that's also where they'll, they'll train. We have netting capabilities at the indoor for them to be able to facilitate. So, again, all these things that you never really would think of, a protective new netting system at softball, as you mentioned. So all these things, if you don't realize, actually takes money, of course, but then it takes time to plan for those things because there's so many. you, you got to work around, obviously, a whole series of events over a course of a year in the, in the summertime. you got a very short window to get a lot of projects done, and that's why our, our staff, I'm so proud of them and appreciate them very much. Well, you just mentioned uh, money, and we're about 20 minutes in, so I'm sure people listening might love at some point think we drift towards the on-campus stadium. And then, of course, that's one of the big landmarks that has been passed over the last couple of weeks, the approval of the financing plan. Uh, first of all, before we get into anything uh, too money-driven, just overall uh, an update, and it just seems like it's a, it's a train moving forward. It's not going to stop now. It's not going to stop. It's been amazing ever since uh, Will Weatherford uh, challenged uh, President Law, myself, and Jay Stroman with the moving this project forward, uh, we've been able to do that. Uh, I'll be honest, to, to be at the stage that we are within that time frame when he first kind of spoke that into existence is, is extremely aggressive and really hasn't been kept at the same level that I've seen in any other project I've ever either been a part of or witnessed from, from other schools. So we're, we're on a rocket ship uh, to get that done, uh, to be able to already know the location, to have uh, Populous and Barton Mallow as our design build team, to have uh, the finance plan ready to go, to have conducted over 20 listening sessions with groups of alumni and staff and everything else to kind of get make sure we're kind of making sure we're tracking on all the right things students we've done that over the course of the summer and then to be able to come full throttle at the last board meeting and be able to get an overall finance uh, plan approved has been uh, just really really exciting and kind of bodes well for the for the future so now uh, you know we believe in that in that plan we know it's a it's it, it's a it's a it's a lot to to raise and spend but we've got to remember we're really borrowing on revenues that we don't currently receive from our relationship with Raymond James Stadium. We, 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 we don't get the food and beverage revenue, the parking revenue, the sponsorship revenue uh, that we now will get, and that helps uh, so, so much, and we're very, very excited about it. We were able to work with a company called CSL with the feasibility study well before we started this back in 2018. Uh, I know sometimes people have challenged some of those uh, studies in, 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 the, in, the, in the press recently and things of that nature. Well, the fact remains that CSL has been right on the money. Or th the revenues either have met or exceeded their prognostication in, five in, in their last five projects that they did similar feasibility studies for. Uh, so we count on them. They're the experts for a reason. And I just know that uh, with the quality of stadium we're preparing to build, with the all the right reasons that people are hungry for it, that people are going to step up and, and, and buy the seats and the uh, amenities necessary in this in this facility, and I can't wait to get to that point. I will you know, not be the one guy that a tosses out a suggestion because I, I just want to be that one guy, but I'm sure you're getting so many, and you just mentioned all the meetings. Can you think of anything uh, that even to you would not have been a consideration for a stadium? And obviously we're not going to start drawing photos here for anybody, but right, that, right. that made you go, okay, that's, the, that's off the wall, but I could consider that. I saw people <laughs> right now uh, considering putting – green and gold hedges uh, along the walkways, yeah. but anything anything that jumps out at you? No, it's so great to be able to hear from, from, from folks. I mean, a lot of people really love our logo and the ability to mm -hmm. uh, make it very unique to be able to showcase the, the, the bulls, uh, the bull horns, if you will, in, in various aspects of the facility. Mm -hmm. uh, just the ability, uh, you know, 
obviously people talk a lot about uh, uh, our times with the, st with the students. Uh, the students really talk a lot about what the modern, uh, I wasn't surprised by it per se, but just to kind of hear the flexibility they like in kind of both sitting areas and standing areas okay. to kind of have uh, a unique s section that's just already built and really only for them. Uh, just kind of make that unique and modern because while there's always a student section I like that people students go sit in sections No one's ever really built a stadium that really has a, a section built for the students uh, That's uniquely built for them with some of the amenities that they might expect so that's great uh, Those those are some of the things that I just appreciated the most but the bottom line is I think people are just uh, extremely excited and appreciate you know, I think they just want the consistent theme is intimacy it's obviously it's built by USF for USF. Want the green goal. Want the bull you exemplified. Uh, want a, a great home field advantage that you can create with that game with that intimacy. Uh, so we're we're working on all those things. It'll be exciting. I know that people are really 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 hungry for for uh, you know renderings and pictures and 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 I'm right there with you. And, and I know sometimes when we interact on social media, just want people to know that that we really just want to get it to a point where it really seems the way it's ultimately going to look because I think it can be really damaging to sure. put stuff out there and then have it totally change. And I think we're getting really close to the point where we're, we're pretty comfortable with the direction we're heading because of that great feedback that people have given. Why, I, you don't want, for example, the reaction of why, where's the fridge for the uh, broadcasters? Where's the <laughs> private fridge in the booth for the broadcasters? You don't want to promise something you can't deliver. That's that's a great description, and we are in that stage, that design stage, and believe me, you'll be the first to let everybody know. when, they <laughs> when Yeah, and there's a lot happening. I mean, in terms of the design, getting it right, trying right. to make sure we can incorporate all the things we learned in our listening sessions and what we've heard over the years, what we've seen from other great facilities. Uh, as you probably saw this week, it was announced that uh, – the Claw Golf Course is going to shut down, which is going to create a way that the university can reimagine that land and how that might be supportive of some of the operations that would happen ultimately at a stadium format and just complement the overall day-to-day -day, uh, campus life in an exciting way. So just another exciting thing of happening in terms of what's going to ultimately support that great uh, that great venue. So I'll, I'll make a plea. While we're getting the renderings ready, it's going to be important no matter what that people that if you don't have tickets already, you want to get season tickets because mm -hmm. ultimately the pecking order of how people will be able to select seats is going to come down to certainly in terms of their donation levels, but then ultimately are they a season ticket holder? And it kind of works down from there. So the best way to guarantee the opportunity to kind of select seats in the new stadium is obviously going to be a current season ticket holder. Well, we're sort of saving our best segues for the last uh, year-end show here because uh, you mentioned donations, and, of course, that's part a sliver of the whole funding situation, the financial situation, and you've set some pretty good marks uh, ever since you've been here, but what has the last year been like? It's been a, it's been another great year, and this year has been particularly challenging when you kind of compliment this is the first full year of robust NIL activity as well, so when you kind of have uh, really generous people that support Bulls Nation that kind of have to decide and or to either do both <laughs> or, or kind of decide whether I'm going to support NIL endeavors or, or donations, and we've been very grateful that people have, have been stepping up what I'm probably most proud about obviously we know we've got about 10 million dollars raised toward the toward the stadium which is great people are excited about that that was a great accomplishment for the year we've closed 20 different major gifts uh, which is awesome but uh, I'm probably most proud of this year is that uh, we grew our donor count by over five percent uh, to now having 3,500 donors of the Bulls Club uh, I think we were under 3,000 when I got here I knew uh, a long-term success of this program is not just great major gifts, but finding the masses to be able to support to whatever level they can and to be able to see those uh, uh, that donor count grow is really, really encouraging for our future. And again, coming back to when I talk about filling that stadium in the years to come, it's really, really awesome. So 
uh, to kind of set new new records in the annual fund to be able to have those new number of donors reaching 35. We've got 16 new iron bulls. We got 16 new. We we launched on one episode this time last year with the uh, Golden Brahmin Society, which gives uh, you know over 150 thousand dollars over five years to to become a member. We have 16 members of that oh, in the wow. first year of existence, uh, and one one new bulls club legend, which is unique in that a Bulls Club legend is someone that's given over a million dollars cumulatively in their lifetime to USF, and so we now have 27 of those. So <laughs> our Bulls Club staff and the foundation overall has been working their tails off. We appreciate the engagement. And again, this all goes in, these records all go in with where we know there's been over a million dollars raised on NIL endeavors as well, That not by us, but just knowing that donors that have given very sure. uh, generously to those efforts as well. So that's a, that's a lot, and we're, we're grateful for the great support from, all, from Bulls Nation. You guys are hearing it in his voice. I can see it in his face when he's talking about it. A couple of other things that have happened just in the last week before we wrap it up that I definitely want to hit on, and uh, maybe in this case you can give people an idea how to celebrate this latest trio of future Hall of Famers uh, when it comes to USF Athletics. And, of course, I was hoping on her first chance she would get in. It seemed like a no-brainer, but then I saw her name. and was like, yes, Evelyn Vienne, me being a soccer guy, all-time leading scorer, Jeff Attanella from the men's soccer program, and Kelly Lagadros from women's golf. Great, great class. And uh, as you mentioned, two of them being on the soccer side of things, just uh, legendary soccer players for us. And, and for uh, Kelly being the first uh, women's golfer in our Hall of Fame, so rightly so. Just great, great honors that have been achieved here, and uh, we look forward to celebrating them uh, on or about the, uh, it's like uh, November 9th through the 11th. That weekend will be the, the time we'll, we'll, we'll honor them, and I hope everyone looks forward to coming to both their banquet event and celebrating them also at the football game that, that weekend. Uh, it's going to be great. And then the Learfield Cup standings that just came out of course they had to wait for the i guess the baseball game <laughs> to wrap it up yeah uh, to, to get the uh th this is very comprehensive it entails basically every single sport i think um, you count the four major ones and then you get as many as up to 15 other sports so it's judged based a lot on postseason appearances and well when you have someone win a national championship at the end of the year that doesn't hurt and after all was tabulated the Bulls, especially in conference, rank very highly. Yeah, and I think that's just an important perspective for us all to take. I mean, let, let's not sugarcoat things. There were some things, uh, you know, we, we know we need to make improvements in football. We know we wanted to make improvements in men's basketball. We're doing that. We've got some new staff taking uh, great steps forward with that, and we're, we, we're very uh, encouraged by the future with, with, with Alex Golish and Amir Abdurrahim. Um, but you've got to take a step back and look at uh, the, we're also trying to build comprehensive excellence here. And uh, we want, uh, we, when you can look at that, we uh, uh, finished uh, in the top three amongst all American athletic conference schools in the national rankings, uh, 82 overall, when you consider there's 350 schools. So to be in the top 23% of all athletic departments is not where we want to finish ultimately, it's but it's still, it's still a great achievement. And uh, this particular year, we would have finished, we finished third in the American, as I just mentioned. We went back and looked at the entire history of the American uh, as, as well over the 10-year history of the American Athletic Conference, and we, we have finished second best in, in, in all of that. So there's a lot of great things to celebrate. A lot of things we're doing extremely well. Uh, and now I think when you see the injection of dollars into our budgets, the money being raised, as I mentioned, for the, through the great the support we're so grateful for from Bulls Nation, that's what's going to kind of help us elevate. Uh, so if we can have the same programs continue to perform as they have, uh, I think even some teams that didn't even make the tournament this year that normally do uh, when they come back and restore themselves. Yeah. Uh, and then we continue to move on the great progress for 
football and, and men's basketball to move forward in the future, we've got a great chance. So uh, those those records, when you have, it really matters to get into the NSA tournament, quite frankly. That's how you score a lot of points in the Learfield Directors' Cup. And so uh, uh, some sports carried us. Other sports are going to come back in the future, and then we're going to keep making marches in, in football and uh, men's basketball. Add it all up throughout the entirety of the American second behind. Well, you're going to be the number one returner because the number one school has moved on, and that would be Houston. <laughs> That's right. Uh, now, as far as the new look American, it officially kicks in this weekend. We've become familiar with who's coming in. I've been taking some notes. We've talked about some of the sports, how men's soccer was already in a tough conference because oh, yeah. a lot of the schools have already joined. Uh, men's basketball, <laughs> Final Four team in FAU. That's and right. NIT champ in North Texas. I think men's basketball got tougher, even with losing Houston. But overall, um, as we're getting there, well, what would you like to say about the new look? Yeah, as we close down the year, obviously we look at how we uh, we finished third in the American last year, second overall. The history of the history of the American Athletic Conference um, with this new look conference, we 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 want to obviously be able to establish ourselves as as a leader, and uh, we've proven that we have the capability of doing that. But we've got some really cool cities, some really great schools, and as you said, depending on different sports, some some great leaders in in, in that realm as well. So. We're excited about the challenge. We've, uh, you know, our, our coaches have been challenged in terms of uh, uh, wanting to make sure we perform at the highest levels of this conference. It's a, a goal of ours. It's an expectation of ours, and uh, I'm, I'm confident that our coaches are all ready for the challenge to uh, make sure we, uh, you know, establish ourselves and continue to show that great performance in, in the American and beyond. Because our goal is to certainly to win the American. And then obviously that leads to national uh, championship opportunities, which uh, uh, we want to play in as many NCAA tournaments as we possibly can. So funny you bring that as we get the one perfect final segue because you're talking about NCAA tournaments and the New Look American. And one of the sports, uh, again, we're wrapping up the year, but it's going to get started soon is volleyball indoor in this case. And I think they stack up pretty well. But as we're taping this tomorrow, I happen to know that the Final Four trophy is going to be making its way through the campus here. Yeah. And just the fact that USF, uh, a little peek into next year, is hosting that event, and the fact that the team is actually starting off the season in Emily Arena against Georgia Tech, and of course another great former bowl, and playing the Gators at the Yingling Center the next day. That's another little thing we probably should throw in before we duck out of here. Isn't that cool? Yeah, great thing to point out. I know we've talked before about all the different championship events we love to host here, and uh, hosting the NCAA Volleyball Final Four next year down at Amelie is huge. We were honored to be the host institution, honored to play our role as a member of Team Tampa Bay for the Tampa Bay Sports Commission and all the great work that Rob Higgins and his team do. But, yeah, an extra bonus out of that is that not only do we have a chance to uh, host that and showcase our great city uh, to the country for that event, but to uh, have this preseason, or not pre uh, early season event that uh, – brings that cal caliber of uh, opponents to here to play Jolene and, and her squad is a, again, huge opportunity. And we talk about opportunity. You have opportunities to play that. You have opportunity to host Alabama in football. You have <laughs> opportunity to do a lot of really uh, special things. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait for, uh, like you said, to have Georgia Tech here who's made the NCAA tournament a couple years in a row. Michelle Collier has, has done a great job uh, um, just building that program and to have her uh, come back and play her former teammate in, in Jolene and, and – uh, uh, it's, it's a great opportunity for us, so we're excited about that. And I know that there a lot of people are in the sport excited today as they announced that the actual final match is going to be on a Sunday afternoon. Usually it's Saturday night on ESPN. It's going to be on a Sunday afternoon on ABC. So it's really, I mean, that's looking into next year again, but an indication of some of the exciting things that are happening here. And always great to be able to catch you and talk about it. Michael, thanks for having us again for this uh, year and looking forward to starting to turn the calendar.
Thank you, Derek. It's always been great to be with you. We appreciate all you do for us uh, each and every year. And I, I want to continue to encourage everybody. To be, we, we need everybody's help. We need to buy tickets, support the Bulls at whatever sport that you love, join the Bulls Club, and support them through uh, support our student athletes through their NIL endeavors, whether it's through the uh, Bull Marketplace Exchange or through uh, the Fowl Avenue Collective. Uh, we're grateful for the support. Let's go, Bulls. When it comes to complex orthopedic care, Tampa General Hospital's Orthopedic Institute performs the region's most complex orthopedic surgeries. More procedures means more expertise and superior outcomes. We're named one of the nation's best for knee and hip replacement surgery by U.S. News and World Report and named top 50 in the nation for orthopedic surgery. Tampa General Hospital, other hospitals practice medicine. We define it.